Father, we just honor you tonight. Lord, we thank you tonight for wisdom, revelation, and understanding that we have. We embrace your word. Your word, it says in your word that heaven and earth will pass away, but not your word. Your word is here forever. It's here forever. And it's for us. It's not against us. Tonight, I thank you for wisdom and understanding and the truths that we hear that empower us to embrace and to receive all that you have for us in the name of Jesus. We are here to receive tonight in Jesus' name. Can you say amen to that? Amen. Amen. We are here to receive in the name of Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Well, tonight we are starting a new series, and I'm not sure how long it'll go, but the title of this new series is Health and Healing. Health and Healing. And I'm believing that it's going to touch everybody. And, and if you don't make these Wednesday services, make sure that you download your church app. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> How many have downloaded the church app? Woo, glory. We have a new church app, so go to the app store. It's for iPhone and Android alike. You download it and make sure to, as, as you have... When you download it, make sure that you you enable all the things you need to enable. You make sure to sign up. Make sure. How many got a notification about something today on your app? Yeah. See, so all the time you'll get notifications. Uh, what was the notification? Um, about the 12-step, yes. Uh-huh. Spiritual journey meeting that we have is, and it came up. And so anytime we have something new coming up, you'll get that notification. It makes it really simple. Helps you to, to remember to not forget. Amen? So make sure to, to download our new church app and, and take advantage of that. So easy to listen to teaching. I mean, just, just available on there so quick that where you can go and listen to it. And remember, it's always free. You're able to listen to it so you have no excuse. Can you say amen to that? But if during this series you miss one of these, make sure to get them. And I'll tell you why. Um, There are about 20 documented healings through the ministry of Jesus in the Gospels. Now, there's, there's many times there's one person's account and then another person's account. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, <clears throat> in some of the healings, they all gave their opinion of what they saw. And so the different accounts don't mean those were different healings or manifestations that happened, but it's the different accounts. But there, there are about 20 healings in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John through the ministry of Jesus that are documented healings. But there are thousands of people 
that were healed in his ministry, thousands. What we're going to do during this series is we're going to look at every one of those healings. We're going to go through the healings that manifested through the ministry of Jesus, and we're going to see them and, and see why that it's so important. Um, <clears throat> healing was a main part of the ministry of Jesus. It was a main part of his ministry, and it has to be the, one of the main parts of our ministry. Why? Because we're carrying out his ministry in the earth. And if healing, healing ministry was vital to him, to what he did, we're, we're following in his footsteps, and we're his mouthpiece, and we're his hands and his eyes, and we're, we're his ministry in the earth. We are the body of Jesus Christ. And healing is a part of that ministry. And we have to understand that. So we're going to dedicate these weeks, possibly months, of going over everything that happened in, in the ministry of Jesus where healing was concerned. <clears throat> faith, having faith for healing is a vital part of your, of your walk with Christ. Having faith for healing. You understanding what having faith to be healed looks like is vital for your success. It, I promise you, I promise you, well, let me, let me say this right. Not everybody can handle this if it's said incorrectly. So I'm going to say it like this. Being a Christian is defined as being like Christ. It's being like Him. And as a Christian, the fact that you are a Christian means that you've been born again. Many people call that being saved. But the word saved or salvation in in the Greek in the New Testament is the word soteria. And it literally means to be saved, to be healed, and to be delivered across the board. So if I'm saved, then I'm healed. If I'm healed, I'm saved, right? If I'm saved and healed, then I'm delivered. You can't separate them. Because being saved is being, being made whole. And in my Christian walk, it's vital that I am being made whole all the time and understand what that looks like. So to do, to do that, to accomplish that, we have to look at the healer and his life and ministry in the earth. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to spend time on that and, and go through that. And I promise you, you'll be a better person as a result of it, and you'll have greater insight and understanding. Right now, everybody stand. <clears throat> Just lift your hands to him right now. I'm going to pray over you. Father, I thank you tonight that in this place we have the spirit of wisdom and revelation and insight and understanding like we've never had in our lives before. From this day forward, we will understand Jesus the healer in ways that we've never seen before in our lives. We will understand Jesus the healer 
We will participate in his ministry and we will be on the receiving end of everything that belongs to us in his kingdom. We are not the sick trying to find out how to be healed. We are the healed and we're learning that sickness and disease is not a part of our life in the name of Jesus. Tonight, Father, we honor you, we bless you, we give you great praise. And everybody said, amen? Amen. How many believe that tonight? You're going to see greater things than you've ever seen before. Now, I just want to, I just want to get you to think about some things tonight. The majority of people, and, and we're going to prove this in Scripture, but I'm putting it out there ahead of time. The majority of people that were healed in the ministry of Jesus were healed because of their faith. The majority of them that we see, that we have, that have been documented. Your faith has made you whole, he said, time and time and time again. Your faith has made you whole. In the journey that we're walking on, there, there are two components of that faith for healing. Tonight, I'm sharing with you faith for healing. And it matters that I'm not just sharing with you something that I heard someone else preach, and I did hear many, many people preach this before. But if I've not made it my own and I have no level of faith, it's going to hinder the ability for that word to produce. Not, not, not shut it down, it's just not going to be as effective. Because the other side of the coin is, there has to be an anointing and faith as the word is being preached, but then there has to be faith to receive. The person that's hearing this, you have something coming against your body, there's symptoms in your body. Is there anything that a human being cannot be healed of? I want you to think about that. Is there anything that a person can't be healed of? Well, you know, uh, I can see this, but, you know, that's pretty difficult. Then if, if one can't be healed, then the next can't. God's no respecter of person or situation. Jesus died one time for all people, for all situations. I don't care what it is. There's not anything that you and I cannot be healed from. Because we're already healed. That's why. See, if we weren't really healed, we were just the sick trying to get well, then maybe we might not attain to that. But Jesus took all sickness, all disease, all infirmity, everything bad ever in the history of the world, he took upon himself So that you and I would be free. And whom the sun sets free, free. No questions asked. Tonight and in the weeks ahead, we're going to look at this. We're going to learn this and understand this in a greater way. Um, Jesus made this statement. He said, if you've seen me, then you've seen the Father. And Jesus said, 
I don't do anything except what I got from Father. So if it was the will of God, if it was, if it was the will of the Father for, for healing to manifest through Jesus' ministry when he was on the earth, and then what his life actually accomplished at Calvary in the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the ascension, if that really accomplished everything, and it did because the word says it did, then there's not anything that has not already been removed and annihilated. And yet, we see the symptoms of all kinds of things everywhere. And the enemy uses symptoms in the way you feel and how something appears to be to convince you that what the Word says is not true. And I'm telling you tonight, it's absolutely true. So if we've seen Jesus, the living Word, then we've seen the will of the Father. And I'll just tell you this, and we're going to spend a lot of time in one passage of Scripture the rest of the evening. We're going to spend the time in, the, in this passage, but I want, you to, I want you to purpose to do this tonight and in the weeks ahead. I want you to purpose to rid yourself of every thought and idea that you have regarding healing that didn't happen. Every situation that you've seen in life, maybe where other people were concerned, family members, things that have come against your physical body, and you've not seen results. I want want you to do your best in in the weeks to come as you're taking what we're talking about and applying it to your life from the Word of God. I want you to do some really important homework in renewing your mind and leaving in the past things that didn't work. Because God and His Word and the Holy Spirit, they work. Everything God says is true. He cannot lie. It's not that he could lie, but he chooses not to. He can't lie. The Bible says that by the stripes of Jesus, what he accomplished liberated us and set us free. And I promise you, one of the greatest enemies against every human being on planet earth is the past. It's one of the greatest enemies. Paul said, there's one thing I do, forgetting what is behind I'm pressing now towards the mark of the high calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. I'm leaving behind what appeared like it didn't work, and now we're going to figure out why it didn't work, and we're going to see it work, but we're basing what's going to work on the Word of God, on the truth of the Word. So we're living in a great time. And this is a great time to focus on divine health and healing because Healing is not just for you, but as your faith level rises and you walk in greater divine revelation and understanding that you are the healed in Christ, then you're that much more of a benefit to the lives of other people. Amen. And you're going to see that really clearly. So, um, 
We're going to look at a story that's found three times in the Gospels, but I'm only read one of them. And it's the story of Second, I'm sorry. Okay. Now I'm ready. Sorry. So it's the story of the man with leprosy. And there's three accounts of this story, one found in Mark, one in Matthew. But I'm I'm, I'm going to read Dr. Luke's excerpt of this story of this man with leprosy. So I'm going to read about four verses, and then we're going to spend some time on it. And it happened when he, uh, Luke 5 and verse 12... And it happened when he was in a certain city that, behold, a man who was full of leprosy saw Jesus, and he fell on his face and implored him, saying, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. If you're willing, he said, you can make me clean. Then he put out his hand, and he touched him, saying, I'm willing, be cleansed. Immediately the leprosy left him, and he charged him to tell no one, but go and show himself to the priest and make an offering for your cleansing as a testimony to them, just as Moses commanded. However, the report went about, went around, concerning him all the more, and great multitudes, everybody say great multitudes. Great multitudes came together to hear and to be healed by him of their infirmities. So he himself often withdrew into the wilderness and he prayed. So tonight I want to look at this and I feel like it's very important for me trying to make sure that I calm myself down and talk slow enough to drive the important points home here. In, in this story, we have this man with leprosy. If you've, if you've never studied anything about leprosy, um, in the book of Leviticus, in the Old Testament, in chapters, um, I want to say 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there, Uh, I mean, all those chapters, maybe just 13 and 14. It talks about leprosy. And and it talks about what had to happen. And and this account of this man is still on the other side of the cross. Still Old Testament times. Even though New Testament 
and the anointing of Jesus is present in their midst. They hadn't seen healings in years. And here he comes and brings this, but leprosy was, a, was an unclean manifestation. And a person with leprosy could be stoned to death in the city because they were to be quarantined. Uh, they wore masks. Wow. Uh, they covered their face up. Nobody could see them or get near them. And if, and if a man, if a person had leprosy, then they, they had to stay a certain distance from everybody else. Six feet and two chairs. <clears throat> no, it was a whole lot longer than that and a whole lot farther than that. And what they did is they yelled out, unclean! Here's this man that's unclean and could be taken out like that. And he runs to Jesus. And he falls on his face before him. And he says this. I know you can heal, but I don't know whether you'll heal me. In so many words, that's what he said. He said, I know you can heal. Why? Because he had been healing. People's lives had been touched. He had probably heard testimonies from other people that had been made well. So he comes. What does he have to lose? Huh? He's quarantined for the rest of his life. No doctors can help him. Dr. Luke makes the point here that the others don't, says that he was full of leprosy. He was full of it. Every inch of his body, he was, it was all over him. And when you read about leprosy in the Old Testament, they, they were, it, it was, it was a, like a psoriasis of the skin, but, but ex, I mean, totally extreme. Some cases with big boils on the skin where the skin had been torn and, and disfigured, where, you, where the person's body was totally disfigured because of this disease. And definitely, you didn't want to touch somebody like that because it was very contagious. But the man has a level of faith. He says, I know you can heal. He has a level of faith. But he's not sure whether he'll heal him. Can you imagine what a person like this has gone through in his life? Wherever he contracted the disease, I mean, he's, he's lost his identity. I mean, he's lost his future. I mean, there, there's no future. If he had any kind of business, it's gone. No connection with family anymore. He's, he's, he, they, they, would, they would build places for them to live on the outside of town. They couldn't even live in the town. They had to live outside the town. I mean, he's, he's, he, he's finished. So you can imagine what he might dream up in his head that Jesus would think about him. I know you can heal because I've heard, but I don't know whether you'll heal me. <laughs> and what did he say? He said, I will. He said, it's my will for you to be well. Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. 
If you see me say something, that's what Father said. It's the will of the Father that you're to be healed. Now see, if he was some extreme case, which he was a very extreme case, he should qualify for one of those that wouldn't be covered. Not so. I'm telling you tonight that Jesus is saying to you, it's my will. It's my will. For every person in here tonight, for your body, it's his will, you're healed. He's no respecter of person, but he is a respecter of faith. See, in my years of growing up hearing faith taught, there were were a lot of people that made false assumptions about what faith really is and what it means. Well, if I heard this once, I heard it I don't know how many times. So then, uh, I mean, even before I pastored. So then, what, what, what you're saying is that if I'm not well, it's because I don't have enough faith. And I'll just tell you right now, <clears throat> it is not a good thing to try to encourage somebody that's in fear by telling them all of your great faith exploits. It takes the wisdom of God in how you deliver what you're trying to say. Because what I'm saying tonight is, when a person says, well, you're saying I'm not well because I don't have enough faith. Well, I'm not going to tell you what I think. I'm going to tell you what he said. And time and time and time, and we'll read it in all the healings that we look at, he made these statements. How is it that you have no faith? Why are you in fear? How is it that you're not believing? Why is it that your faith is so little? Why is it not developed, in in essence? Time and time and time again, when they didn't see results, that's what he said. Remember, when you see him and you hear from him, it's what Father says. So I'm just telling you indirectly what Father said. That we have to have developed faith in this understanding of how to receive healing. Remember what I said earlier. We're already healed. We've already been made whole. But what did this guy say? I know you can, but I don't know that you will for me. That has to be settled in all of our lives no matter how long it takes. You have to get that settled. And and you you know what you have to get settled and what you have to hear internally? It's my will. It's my will. That's what he told this man in so many words. I know you can, but I don't know that you will. 
Jesus comes back and he answers, he, he, he answers this man's statement with, first, I will then be made clean. You know what I think happened? And it's not just one statement always that's going to lift your faith level to another level. But it's when you hear that on the inside, when you get that, that you truly are the healed and sickness and disease has no right over your body. When you truly believe that, it takes you to another level. And then you are made whole. It's my will. In other words, he said, yes, I'm here to heal you. Yes, I want to. Yes, I will be made whole. You notice in all of Jesus' statements, they were not long, drawn-out statements in declaring what was so. But there's a reason why. It's because he believed it. And when you believe it, you're not trying to convince other people. When you say it, something happens. When you believe the truth of this, of this word, things just happen. And see, why did Jesus tell him not to go testify or not go tell people this? Why? There was a reason why. And in this passage it says, when the report went around concerning him all the more, it said, great multitudes. There's times in the scripture that it talks about multitudes. When I've looked that word up and, and, and trying to figure out how many is in a multitude, it's like a thousand. It's, a multitude is, is defined as a thousand several places in scripture. But he said, great multitudes, <laughs> great multitudes came to do what? To hear and be healed. To hear and be taught and to learn how to receive and then be healed. There has to be teaching so that we're, we're, we're getting our minds in line, getting our minds renewed to the truth so that we can receive the healing that rightfully belongs to us. And I'll just tell you this. What I've seen in my life is if I really want to walk in divine health and healing, then I'm going to listen to what God tells me to do with my body. The Bible says bodily exercise profits a little. It profits. But if bodily exercise is your God, it'll let you down. Bodily exercise profits a little. Being, getting the understanding, the revelation of what you put in your body, the supplements and things that you take, there's lots of wisdom and understanding how to do those kind of things. And the more we learn that and understand that, the better we'll be. But first and foremost, we have to have this. We have to learn and we have to hear because I promise you, God is the greatest nutritionist that there is on the planet. He's the best workout guru that there is. He knows it all. He created it all. He knows how to do it. Oh, you mean I don't need to go to this? No, I didn't say that. I'm just saying he'll show you what's right. 
and he'll show you what's right for you. You ever done something that somebody else told you to do and it worked for them and it didn't work for you? Yeah, that time and that time and that time and that time and that time. Huh? That's why we need the wisdom of God. Right? And we need to know that we're healed and healthy. And I promise you, as the word of God is working in you and believe, your belief system is lining up with the word and you're accepting that you are the healed in Christ, it does something to the cells of your body. Amen. It does something to all the parts of your body you get you begin to get well, and then what you do in the natural adds to that. But when you put God's Word first, and it is the most significant part of you walking in divine health and healing, the other will follow suit. Because you want to do everything that it takes. I've never really met somebody that was not faithful and true to the Word that didn't want to do things in the natural to make things better also. If you're lazy with the word, you'll be lazy with other things. It's just the way it works. And I'm just telling you right now, it's better to start with the word and allow the word to be first place. And you getting revelation and understanding that you're the healed in Christ, it'll cause things to happen in your life. Listen, you're not going anywhere. How many believe in long life? Amen. Okay. I don't care if you're 93 or you're, you've just been born. I was looking for a baby. <clears throat> yeah, somewhere in the cry room back there. It doesn't matter if you're that age or this age or anything in between. God created us for long life. Can you say amen? amen. And, and today, he wants you to believe and hear his words when he says, I will. You know why? Because he already has. <laughs> I will. It is my will that you're to be healed in the name of Jesus. Amen? But I really like that about great multitudes. So as a result of one man's healing, thousands got well. As a result of one man's healing and faith in operation, Thousands got well and got healed. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> so, tonight I want to I end with these, with, with a couple of foundational truths that are vital for our life. When... You go back and read Genesis 1, 2, and 3, and you look at creation and look at what God did in, in the way he created us. God said, light be and light was. God said, man, woman be, man and woman were. He created us. But when he created us and when he created everything, everything that's been created was created by God, but God had vision for that. And when he created you and I, you know what he had vision of? Himself. Because we were created in his image. So when he said, when he said, Bert B, he didn't see me with cancer. He saw me as himself. Because he created me in his image. He didn't see me with 
leprosy. He didn't see me with heart conditions or anything else on the planet. He didn't see me with any of that. So he did not create us with any form of sickness or disease. Not anything. We were created in his image and his image alone. He gave us life. John 10.10 says this. It says, The thief does not come except to steal, to kill, and to destroy. I have come that you might have life and that you may have it more abundantly. That you'd have it in excess. Tonight, in that life that we're talking about, we're talking about divine health and healing. So I'm taking John 10.10 and I'm applying it to health and healing and wellness versus sickness. So sickness and disease is, is aligned with the enemy. The thief comes but to do what? To kill and to steal and to destroy. He will rob you. He's a thief. He will rob you of your money where your health is concerned. He'll rob you of longevity in your life. He'll he'll, he'll rob you of connections with family members and people and and, and people that you're connected with, your, your destiny, your, your career, he'll rob you of everything. He comes to steal and kill and destroy. But Jesus came that we'd be well. Amen. He'd give us life and health and wholeness and wellness in every area of our life. That's what he gave us. He created us to live a long time, to be strong, to be healthy, to not leave this earth in an untimely way, because we all have so many things to do and to accomplish. But you and I were created to do what we were put here to do in health and healing. That's his promise. Now, something about this and, and what we're going to talk about in the weeks to come, something about this that is difficult because it, it to believe in healing versus symptoms in your body when you feel a certain way, to believe the opposite of that is a demand. And it's, it's not a demand that God puts on you in a, in a, you know, in a kind of in a grueling way. He's not trying to put something on me, but he's teaching me that it's a part of my life. I was created to believe. I was created to be in faith and stand in faith and truly believe that his word is true. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus came that I might have life, but I have to believe it. In Mark 11 and verse 23, 
Mark 11 and verse 23 says this. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, verse 24, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. You believe that you receive them when? When you pray. When I'm praying in faith, based on the word of God and what God has promised me in the word, he said, believe that you receive them when you pray and you will have them. Those things that we pray where health and healing is concerned, that we declare over our bodies, they have to be things that we truly believe in. We have to truly believe that by his stripes I was healed. I have to truly believe that God sent his word. God sent his only begotten son. Revelation says that his name is the word of God. He sent his word and he healed me. I have to believe that. And no matter how long that it takes for me to develop that, that time period of developing that is how long it takes for there to be true manifestation. Most people, most people that I know, Christian people, the big majority of the Christian people that I know, wait on God to do something. And God is teaching us, and, and, and we're going to talk about this in, in, in depth over the next weeks and couple of months probably of why I have to understand that it's not me waiting on God for something, it's God waiting for me to get in a position to receive what he's already done. That's why it's so vital that in my life I learn how to receive what is mine. And you'll never receive what belongs to you from God if you've not developed a daily routine, a daily revelation, a daily understanding of the Word of God coming out of your mouth, declaring that you're the healed when you don't feel bad, declaring that by His stripes God made you well when you don't feel bad, so that when attacks come, you have something to declare and believe that you receive when you say it, when you pray it, when you declare it. That's the truth of God's word in in its simplicity tonight that I'm giving you that's vital that you and I come to this place of understanding. We have to believe this. I believe that I receive now in the name of Jesus. I want everybody to stand again. Just very simply tonight, everybody just close your eyes and just say this tonight. I believe I receive the fact that I am healed by Jesus' stripes, by the body of Jesus Christ. 
I am healed now in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Everybody say this. Look at me. Look at me. Say this. I believe I receive that I am healed and made whole right now. Right now. I, I mean, you, you, you cannot say that enough and, and you cannot be talked out of continuing in doing this. The Bible says, if you continue in my word, then you are my disciples indeed and you'll know the truth and the truth will make you free. Say it again. I believe, I receive healing in my body. Right now. Right now. Amen. 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 You know, there are times when there can be things hanging around your body. There can be time that there are cells in your body that are kind of dormant. Because there's so much that we deal with in the natural out there. I promise you, there is nothing wrong every day declaring, Father, I thank you today that I receive what Jesus did for me. I am healed now in the name of Jesus. You you will not get worse in your body by saying those kind of things. God's word is true. I mean, it is so true. (laughs) Amen? Jesus said, I will. It's his will. You receive it. It's a done thing. Amen? Pastor, is it just that simple? Absolutely. I didn't say it's easy. I said it's simple. Super simple. But if it's easy, everybody would be doing it. It takes determination that I'm going to develop this life that I believe I receive everything that Jesus accomplished for me. He saved me. He healed me. He delivered me. I'm free.